Hello and welcome to the first episode of Disc Dandies, a podcast where each episode two friends share a recommendation with one another. We talk about what we liked, what we could change, and try not to judge each other too much over our bad tastes. This week we talk about falling bean people trapped in a game show. Let's get into it. All right, here we are, episode one. I got, I got to be honest. I'm jazzed. I am, I am locked, cocked, and ready to rock on this one. Uh, I'm loosely prepared. I played a little bit of Fall Guys this morning. I, I, I would on the scale, on a readiness scale, I'd be about probably like a, a good six. <laughs> six. You got to get those numbers up. Uh, I, I, I try to maintain a like an air of average. <laughs> I think that that's a good idea for this podcast. We don't want to set any, uh, uh, you know, undue expectations. It's all very medium. You can you can expect a um, solid string of fives uh, throughout this podcast run. <laughs> Yeah, we fancy, but our standards are also low. <laughs> that is the truth. Well, here we are, episode one. Uh, this is Disc Dandies. Um, I am Will. Um, I, I won't do this every episode, but you know, uh, if you want to follow me, it's uh, at Agro Rhetoric on Twitter and anywhere else on the internet. Uh, and yo, know, I'm here with my co-host Jordan. Yeah, Jordan Milberger. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at at Action Pancake. Nothing but memes and political hot takes from me there. So don't follow that if you're not interested. It, it, it's a tumultuous time. But this podcast, not tumultuous. This is there, there will be nothing but joy to be found yes, here. Yes, this is Disc Dandies. And uh, just to give you all a quick uh, rundown of what we want this podcast to be. We're just uh, two friends, you know, we, um, there's all sorts of media that we like, you know, video games, uh, television shows, movies, anime um, that, you know, we love. And we wanted an opportunity to both share things that we were interested in with each other, but also in a way share it with you all, the listeners. So the idea here is that we're going to be trading off uh, every episode. One of us will share or, uh, you know, or, uh, or give an exhortation uh, as we're calling it of something that we like or something that we want to try uh, and we'll share it. And then on the next episode, we're going to dive into that piece of media and talk about, you know, what we liked about it, uh, what we didn't like, things we would change, uh, you know, it's context in popular culture. Uh, and then we'll give a another recommendation and trade off like that i think this is going to be a lot of fun uh same here if i could uh give uh or like analogy for what our podcast is going to be okay so this is a bubble bath where the bath water is many many cans of orange bubbly with the bubbles themselves being made of essential oils i don't know if that's actually a satisfying experience it sounds like it could potentially be sticky but i bet it smells it's, delightful it sounds um, luxuriant and i i think that i think that that's what we ought to do we ought to be the you know most luxuriant podcast on the internet we we're definitely going to aim for that and what better way to aim for luxuriant experiences than to start off an episode about 
friends recommending things to each other by talking about fall guys. yes fall guys this is the pretty much phenomenon that's uh happened over the the last couple of months uh we are recording this in um, october uh and this game only came out at the end of august uh i i i didn't hear about this game until it already become the phenomenon that was uh but my understanding is you know this was kind of thought to be kind of a smaller game you know with a smaller player base and it ended up just exploding yeah i, I think to talk about like the where it's at on the phenomenon spectrum too at this point but we're probably towards what most would call like a waning period it's maybe like week two of pokemon go for instance where you know people have been playing a lot of it and it's still in really high numbers but uh it, what what i think makes it really interesting right now is that you see the like oh well fall guys is dead people have moved on to other things thing but if you look on twitch it's still like a top five top six you know streaming game so it, it's still very much relevant Maybe if not like, you know, the most played game at the moment. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And and just just in case anybody hasn't heard of Fall Guys just yet, which is totally possible, Fall Guys is a, it's a platformer. It's basically like a battle royale platformer. Um, You know, uh, over the last couple of years, the free-to-play battle royale genre has really exploded uh, with uh, PUBG, uh, PlayerUnknown's Battlegrounds, uh, Fortnite, Apex Legends uh, that take this battle royale phenomena where you start out with a ton of people and then those players are whittled down uh, through gameplay. And it's taking it and putting it in a genre that's very different from what we've seen before. A lot of these have been like shooters and been very, you know, um, twitchy, competitive. This is taking that formula and putting it into a very, you know, fun, vibrant, colorful, uh, twee almost uh, uh, setting where it's not about like being the most skilled, but it's about doing the most insane, like silly platforming stuff. Uh, is that how you would put Jordan? Yeah, I would call it the uh, wipeout of uh, battle royales. Yeah, wipeout's a great way to put it. Mostly. In, in like an almost like a literal sense you're going you're running across obstacle courses and in some cases getting knocked into a pool of ooze it, it varies there are basically the idea is you're dropping 60 people i believe it is the number into a single arena and then have them do like mario party-esque challenges to whittle down the numbers of the total like grouping it's chaos but it's also like a uh, like Will pointed out a very vibrant, fun uh, experience that they're going for. It's very quick. You you get in and out of matches. Once you've lost, you can get into another like uh, Fall Guys match within almost like a like yeah. Seconds, it's very you know? quick like that. Uh, the the uh, the way that I like to describe it, and other people have said this before too. But it's like Black Friday, the game. You start out. <laughs> yeah, you start out with 60 people, and then on the very first minigame, all 60 people are just scrambling through this, uh, you know, crazy um, uh, obstacle course with lots of jumping and bouncing and flying all over the place. Uh, and it really is just like chaos uh, until you get to to the later games and, and um a lot of people are also making that um, uh making that comparison to mario party um because you play a series of five games and most people get eliminated on the first or second game uh, but there's no board or any like in between framing device uh like that you just play basically you just play a mini game the main game and the mini game um that, that vary in, in different ways um but yeah you're you're definitely right it's really quick uh in the sense that um 
it just goes from game to game to game. And if you lose, you know, it's real quick just to jump back into it. And I think this was one of our uh, big points we want to make. But this game is really like it's it's really friendly to pl- uh, to players. It's a very low skill floor to get in on the game. Yeah, and I think you're touching on a first point that we want to make about Fall Guys. And if you don't mind, this is like the probably like the area that I am the most interested in when it comes to this game. So I, I'm going to kind of point us towards like where its popularity is oh, likely to go off from. Game. Yeah, yeah. So this this you can call this a time capsule episode because there won't be many other you know eras like this in history you know because it's a first well i mean maybe second for the u.s we're in the middle of you know the covid19 pandemic so for a lot of people there's not a lot of things to be happy about if you know historians will be looking upon this episode to like parse out uh what what all was happening during this time uh unfortunately we're going to be talking about i would like to i would like to interject but, real quick uh, and i want to say uh you know salutations to my great 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 children and tell and tell them that they should have made better choices i'm very disappointed in them yeah why are you listening to this but, but, but yes to your point okay so i think this game would have been uh pretty popular even had had it not been in the like not been released in the middle of a pandemic mostly just because the internet really likes fun vibrant ridiculous things and this is very much that you could generalize it as that everyone's generally pretty miserable if you're at all plugged into what's happening socially politically you know like during this pandemic people are looking for escape valves and way to ways to disengage from the misery fall guys is like a uh it's like a syringe of joy that has been very well designed for the most part it's just a bunch of goofy looking people that you can customize basically do really shitty things to your uh, competitors uh and it's it's a game that is very much looking for an experience that you could only describe as fun it's it's i i would say that it's like shallow in, in a positive sense and that it, it is you're, you're there for one thing you're there to get that crown and do it by doing all of these ridiculous challenges so it's something that a lot of people are looking for, much like Animal Crossing, where it's like it's simple, it's happy, and it, you know you like being in the game. When yeah, you're exactly. It. Yeah, with um, um, with all of the um, pandemic stuff that's that's going on, people are looking for um, a, a, a escapism. Sounds like a, a bad way to put it, but it, it really is. You know, it's uh, it's one thing that you can get into. You know, forget about everything. Uh, you know, with uh, everyone uh, moving most of their personal interactions to um, even more online than they were before. People are, you know, um, playing games online more than than ever before, you know, just as a way to keep in touch with the people in their lives. Um, you know, some, sometimes it's it's tough to sit down and have a phone call, but it's so easy to, uh, you know, get on Discord or, you know, the um, chat on your um uh, chat on your console and just you know chew the fat while you're uh, you know uh, doing these uh, ridiculous uh, things and fall guys. So yeah, yeah, I think I definitely think um, COVID, the release of this game uh, was really, I mean, well timed with uh, the the um, uh, the bad stuff of the pandemic to where it, it turned out to um, really um, help its popularity. 
Yeah, yeah, huge kudos for uh, to the to the uh, dev, dev team and the publishers uh, for you know jumping on this great opportunity. <laughs> yeah, absolutely milking this uh, tragedy for a lot's worth. Kudos. Yeah, uh, if uh, that's, only we that, that's a joke. So I, I do not want to make a, a light of the pandemic, but I mean that is you know definitely a reason why this game is um, uh, getting as popular as it is. Uh, a lot like Among Us, which we may you know talk about uh, you know uh, uh, some other time, but um, you know that's also. Uh, a huge thing right now for the exact same reason. Yeah. Yeah. I think we'll definitely have to talk about that at some point. Um, but, um, and, and you know, um, to your point, you know, one thing that makes this, um, you know, so popular, uh, and, um, easy to get people into is because, you know, it's quick. And also, uh, as I mentioned before, the skill floor is very low. Like you don't really have to, uh, even be a gamer to really get it. You just, you know, you walk around, you jump and you have, uh, the ability to grab things and that's all you need to do. Uh, and, and then other than that, it's basically just get from point A to point E and then, you know, laugh yourself silly as you see your bean like be thrown all over the course or, you know, um, be um, trampled by 20 other uh, other people. So, you know, uh, it's not like a PUBG where you really got to be a game or you got to have your, you know, DPI settings dialed in on your mouse to uh, really get the most out of the game. Uh, you know, it's great for getting, you know, children uh, into, you know, perfect for kids, uh, you know, playing with like your mom and dad. It's easy to get them in to it uh, it really works in its favor yeah so uh, what one other thing and this is just a quick thing and, and you know we, we see this in a lot of other games is the customizability you know a lot of these battle royales uh, rocket league um uh you know uh fortnite all this stuff they do a lot uh you know league of legends is another one uh they do a lot with skins and like changing your appearance and uh, uh fall guys does a lot with that as well. You know, you have your your little bean character that you can dress up in all sorts of patterns, all sorts of colors. And what I think is really ingenious and ties in really well with the flavor of the game as as a, you know, uh, quote, game show are costumes. Like, like you would see in uh, Let's Make a Deal. You can dress up your bean in all sorts of like, um, you know, duck, uh, dove, uh, dinosaur, uh, hot dog. Uh, uh, and they're using that as a monetization scheme um and it's cool how it's given you all of these um cool opportunities to um differentiate yourself from the 60 other people and uh you know ha have that be a way for people to express themselves in the game yeah uh, and, and to that point i want to digress a little bit here because you, you you uh you alluded to the monetization scheme that they have for the game and I, I just real quick just for future episodes i was curious what your stance is on things like fall guys is like i guess efforts to make money are like how do you feel about cosmetics as opposed to like yeah we should definitely talk about that purchases. um but real quick because i, I want to make sure i am uh okay so i'm pc master race <laughs> No, that that's that's a joke. I don't actually. I think that's kind of cringy. But um, I don't game on console. Um, I'm I've pretty much for the last couple of years been completely on my PC. Now, no, um, you know, Jordan, you recently moved uh, up to a, a gaming PC. You, you also play a lot of stuff on consoles. Now, I, I, look, I'm a rube. I, I paid twenty dollars for this game, um, but. My understanding is that this was free to play, at least at the beginning, on con on consoles. Is that true? Yeah. So you called yourself a rube. Uh, it it was free to play on PlayStation. Uh, I I got it free on PlayStation, but then I went and paid twenty dollars for the PC version. So if you're a rube, 
for paying for it. I'm a hey, hey you, you are single handedly keeping this game afloat. Thank you for your service. Yeah, uh, I mean, that one, I, I think one of the appeals to Fall Guys and this, you know, is it kind of works back into the accessibility aspect, but it, it's very safe for kids. There's not like a chat box. So, jokes aside, I think this is like one of the most intelligent like releases in terms of a buy- battle royale because it's so fast paced and it's uh, it's got it's so objective focused. There's not any dead air. There's no dead time where you're like playing around and doing something else during a match. Since you're so since it's so focused, it, it's good for children because they there's not a lot of room for them to experience inappropriate things. So like for me, my, my girlfriend, uh, she has three children. Um, I have been able to play this with them without any issues, you know, trade controllers offer, you know, playing a lobby with them. And it, it's been fantastic. I, I think that that's a large part of the success as well. Kind of going back to like, you know, like the COVID related stuff, like where I think that this would have been successful, even if that weren't a thing, is that it, it's so accessible to everyone not just from like a gameplay sense but also in terms of like like how how approachable it is. oh yeah yeah definitely definitely um i I don't want to sidestep your question you asked me about the monetization scheme i want to make sure we touched on that um you know this game is sort of quasi free to play as we just talked about so you know um like i paid 20 dollars on pc um and i have a feeling as long as it's super popular like this they'll continue charging for uh people on pc to be able to play but on the on inside the game uh they have a store which changes uh so you know you can only buy certain things at certain times and that's the main monetization scheme within the game um it's completely cosmetic and it's all about changing your appearance which is important in this game maybe more than others because you're seeing so many people and uh you you need a way to stick out of the crowd uh so to speak um i actually really like the way that fall guys is doing this and i think uh like charging uh, you know, charging up front, you know, having to pay uh, to get into it uh, helps a lot with that. You know, they don't they don't feel the pressure to um, uh, to really like um, drive um, people spending money inside the game. Um, so I, I appreciate that. I would be completely happy if they just continue doing what they were doing, uh, you, you know, and not um, do changing any other things uh, in terms of monetization. Do you like the way that they're doing it? I, I would say in general, I'm not the biggest fan of, I guess, like loot boxes and, or even if they're just cosmetic related and stuff. But like the way Fall Guys does it, I, I really appreciate because you whenever you go into their storefront to purchase something with your currency, there's two different currencies, which is like, you know, crowns, which you get for like winning matches, uh, like, you know, coming in first place or getting them from like leveling up your like by experience. And then there are these like coins you accrue just from playing game. You you spend either of those two things to buy cosmetic purchases in the store, but you always know what you're getting. You, like you, if you see like you know a T Rex head that you like, you're specifically purchasing that thing as opposed to you know rolling the dice at the loot box, which I think is how you should yeah, do which, cosmetic purchases, which is very I, good. Um, go but ahead. I you know we do have to keep in mind that. Um, you know, like because these things are on a timer, they don't give you all the cosmetics in the store and you get to choose. Um, you can only buy certain things at certain times. That does create a bit of that fear of missing out or, or FOMO, as they like to call it. And that, you know, could be problematic. Um, I, I don't 
don't think it's that big a deal. I I much rather have that than have, you know, loot boxes. Uh, One good thing about that is if I don't play for a while, I don't see what's in the store. So I don't worry about it. You know, um, like I I took a bit of a break from it from when I started playing it a while ago uh, to, you know, just now when I got back into it in preparation for this podcast, you know, like, there was a lot in the store that I missed during that time, but because I didn't see it, I'm not worried about it. Um, so yeah, definitely glad that they're doing it this way instead of loot boxes. Well, and it doesn't really help their storefront. They sold their best skin uh, as a part of like a release pack that you can get for $5, yeah. which is the hot dog skin. Like once you have that, I mean, your need for any of the other costumes is just non-existent. Okay, so I was going to save this uh, towards the end of the podcast, but I'm going to go ahead and and say it. I actually, um, you know, I don't fault anybody for liking the costumes. I actually like to play without the costumes. I just go with the colors and then the patterns of the colors. I think it's it's a much it's much cleaner. Um, I like to choose colors that make me you know stand out uh, a little bit more. Um, And and I, I don't see myself really wanting the costumes, but there's also stuff for me because I can get special color combinations or special um, uh, uh, patterns for the colors. That way I don't even have to worry about getting the costumes. Um, And and in a way, I I feel that... um, uh, uh, you know, choosing not to use costumes actually makes me stick out a little bit more than using one of the costumes. Uh, Is this like a justification (laughs) for Fall Guys? Okay, all right. So uh, we might talk a little bit later about what Fall Guys can do in the future, but I'm calling it right now. Fall Guys Nudist Resort. <laughs> okay, so um, I, I think we've like gone pretty deep into like uh, the uh, social influence and like you know uh, I guess the presence that Fall Guys has had in like in the gaming industry in our lives during like COVID and stuff. But I I think uh, one of, one of the things we alluded to earlier was that Fall Guys was waning in popularity a little bit. I, I wouldn't put too much like stock into that because right. it's still extremely popular, all things considered. I I think that there are some things and you might agree with this that they should they should or could improve on to for Fall Guys to have the legs that they want it to have cuz they've already stated that there's not going to be a Fall Guys 2 that they just want to keep building That's definitely the correct thing to do. I mean to think it. about there being a Fortnite 2 at this point just makes absolutely no sense. So they're definitely on the right track there. Yeah, and um I think we can say that there are, there are a lot of things that Fall Guys is doing right, which is, you know, like it's aesthetic and, you know, general general gameplay feels good. It's, it's three buttons for the most part, unless I'm forgetting something. There, oh, I guess four. There's like uh, there is like a dive, a, a jump, a move and a grab. And that makes up the majority of what you do in Fall Guys. And I think that keeping it relegated to those movements is a good thing, especially whenever it comes to whatever they add in the future, because I think the way the game works, which is like, it's very mm. like physics influenced and oriented. Yeah. That, that, that is something they should definitely not change. Just keep that core, like physics and um, a way that you control the character. Um, that actually brings up a, an interesting point that I was thinking about uh, in terms of um, making it, you know, pl- more player friendly for people who, you know, who are hardcore gamers. Um, you know, we talk about, 
when we talk about game design, uh, we think a lot about RNG, uh, random number generator, random number generation, basically that shorthand for when you're thinking about games, um, how much randomness is inside the game and how does that make the game more fun or, you know, serve its players better. Uh, people who are hardcore gamers, uh, you know, dislike RNG uh, because it feels like it invalidates their skill or anything. People who are, you know, less inclined to, to game or don't want skill to um, have as much of an effect on uh, the game that they play love RNG because, you know, it lets, uh, you know, players uh, with lesser skill have more of a chance and have more fun against more skilled players. Uh, and, and when we talk about the physics of Fall Guys, I think that that's actually a great source um, for like a, a, a sort of RNG. Uh, you know, since the, the physics is so ragdoll and, you know, it just takes one hit, uh, you know, one other thing or player to hit you while you're going through the air and your body just goes limp. You just lose all ability to uh, control your character. I think that, <laughs> rag, that exaggerated ragdoll physics, uh, physics actually does a lot to, you know, lower the skill level and make it more fun uh, for people who aren't hardcore gamers to play. That, that makes a lot of sense, right? Yes, it does. Um, and, and to that point, they, they use RNG as a way to break up um, the skill-based mini games in Fall Guys because there are a lot of those. Like I, I would say, like the slime climb, uh, as well as like the timing-based mini games where you aren't on teams, you're just like you're fighting for yourself. I, I would say those are generally pretty like uh, what do you call it? Uh, skill skill oriented. What the way the developers broke this up is by, by you know, they, and they have pointed this out themselves, is adding these team based mm -hmm. objective modes that are heavily RNG influenced. There, there are so many uncontrollable elements. You can only like say, say you have there. I, I forget the name of the game, but it, you know, you have like six to eight balls in the center of a court, and it's sectioned off into three different zones. You have a red, blue, uh, yellow team. And you were trying to push as many balls into your area as you can. The problem with a mode like that is that there are parts of the court that are uncontrollable. You can only handle what's in front of you. If you are doing good, but the rest of your team is not doing good, you're going to lose. Uh, that's just, and also the way a, a sort of meta has developed. So in a game like that, the team that is already losing, the other two teams are going to fight to make sure that te that team that's already behind stays behind, because that's the best way for the other two teams to progress. Because they only need one team eliminated to move forward. And I think that the issue with that type of RNG, as opposed to the good type of RNG that you listed, which is more predi like more like uh, dependent on the game's physics is that the team-based RNG, I think, leads to more, uh, quote-unquote, feel-bad moments. Where you're like, I lost that game, and there was nothing I could do about it. Where I feel like if you're doing something like uh, the Fruit Shoot minigame, where you're running up <laughs> and you get hit by a random banana that knocks you off. You know, like, it really wasn't your fault, it's just the way it bounced. Uh, I think that's good. Because for the most part, you could have made like in most situations, you could have made just a really sick dive to, you know, dodge that banana and keep going, you know, uh, whereas in these team thing, these team mini games, at least the way they're designed currently, that's not the case there. No matter how well you play. Yeah, there's there's RNG that is more lose. in your hands like, oh, I got smacked by this banana. But had I been on this 
a part of the track instead it would have been different you know that's nothing i could you know um yeah that's that's like a better kind of rng than you know i played as hard as i could during this team game but you know just like you know my my teammates didn't do you know what they were supposed to do so uh, i i lost due to you know no fault of my own and there was nothing i could have done uh to change that 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 makes a lot of sense hoarders is the game you were thinking about uh, where the balls are in the middle yeah yeah um yeah definitely a great yes, point the team that's it. games are very contentious um especially with um you know people like us who you know are a bit obsessive about these things and will play tons and tons and tons the more invested in this game you are uh the less likely you are less likely you are to actually like the team games uh so let me just ask you um do you like the team games would you want more or less of them? Uh, i'm so i don't necessarily want more or less i just want them to be better if that makes sense um i it, i think that the team games should allow less of an opportunity to mess up the team that's in last if that makes sense and that it should be designed so that you get punished for picking on the person in last i think i don't know what that would be i'm not a i'm not a game designer myself and honestly like i'm probably just you probably create more of a problem trying to pursue this but i i do think it's unhealthy right now with the way the, the, the with the way the majority of the team games are designed for the people in first and second place to pick on the people in third because I, I think like especially if you have a team or maybe it's like uh, say you have five players on this team and four of those players are children maybe they're just not as skilled at playing video games as the people on the other two teams that kind of goes against what the purpose of those RNG modes are for, which is supposed to be to help less skilled players. It's those uh, like uh, three three team games where it's so easy to pick on the losing team. Uh, it's totally possible that that was the intent uh, that they wanted it to, to be able to where you could bully uh, the team that's, that's in last to solidify your position. Um, it doesn't feel good though, um, especially when you're on that team and you feel just helpless. Like you're just being picked on and, and you can't uh, do anything. Uh, my favorite, uh, and, and I agree, I like the team games, but I think they, they require more nuance in their design uh my favorite i was gonna say sorry before we move on from the with the subject i i really am into the point you made about it but being by design because i do think that that was probably by design i think they knew that the the people on last there was a good potential that they would get picked on because strategically speaking that's what you should be doing i mean that said i don't think that that's what they want for the game is for people to feel bad while playing it I think losing because of like uh, like a, an, an unlucky physics instance is something you laugh over and you know maybe like you rage at for a second, but you go on because it's the nature of the beast. But I think getting picked on for for like because you know, some of the team games last for two minutes or so. But like trying trying to get as many eggs as possible and then just losing even though you're trying your hardest uh, definitely doesn't feel great. Um, I, I would say my favorite of the team games is a uh, fall ball, which is the uh, the soccer. Uh, game and, and i think part of and it's frustrating yes. man like that is the one game that makes me like uh the angriest uh, and exactly why there shouldn't be exactly why there shouldn't be uh chat <laughs> uh in fall guys um but i feel like i have more agency because it's one-on-one it's two teams against each other um and i think that that really um the, uh, the, how good that that feels it, it, you know like highlights how bad the three team 
games feel and that ability to pick on the on the lesser team so to speak so uh yeah yeah i i definitely think in future iterations of this game if they want to keep team games which is probably not a bad idea they just need a little bit more care and how they're how they're designed yes and and and, and again just like we're not game designers we're t- you know we are game enthusiasts but i do think it is uh fair for us to point out when you know, a game that generally feels great to play makes you feel bad. Because, I mean, like, this is... Uh, I, I think that it's something that could just be tweaked. Because I think that the Hoarders game mode could easily be fixed if it was just a 1v1 mode. Because then suddenly if it's like, hey, we need the most balls on our side as opposed to the other team, it changes the game entirely. Because then it actually turns into a mad dash to just have more on our half than their half. This is probably the worst time to bring this up. But, um, yeah, I'll, I'll just go ahead and say I'm going to out us as Magic players. Um, I, I've been a huge magic the guy uh, i've been a huge magic the gathering player uh for like oh jesus like 17 years now like that's my you know how people will have like games that are like theirs and they put all of this time into it i know that you're like this too jordan uh but magic gathering is like that for me so when i talk about game design um it's probably good to keep in mind that like all of my game design like ideas and like uh, uh feelings opinions are kind of uh, filtered through the idea of Magic the Gathering being like being the one game that I like love more than anything and care about the most. So uh, just if you're going to listen to future episodes, it's it's good to keep that in mind. I know Jordan's the same way. Yeah, and I mean, and to your point, well, you you said this yes. to me before, but Magic players are always wrong too. So if every Magic player died, opinions out the window, I'd be happy, well. and I, I'm so glad that I get the opportunity <laughs> to put that to tape and have that be a part of my online persona for the rest of the time. I mean, you're in the right age for right, that. Right. I have to say, I'm glad that I took the time recently to to play a little bit more Fall Guys, uh, because a lot of my initial complaints about the game have actually already changed. Have you have you noticed this, Jordan? Um, they have recently um, introduced uh, anti-cheat measures um, that I only just now noticed at the beginning of the game. So they are um, taking more effort to, uh, you know, get the cheaters out who are, you know, breaking the game and like, uh, uh, you know, sprinting across the field at uh, uh, speeds that are impossible uh, and getting to the finish line. Uh, they're taking, they're trying harder to get those people out of the game, which is great. Yeah. I, I think that's fantastic, especially in a game like Fall Guys where there's no like competitive scene really at least right now you are actually scum of the earth for doing you could, that stuff you're, you're you could do anything else with your time like problems. anything else you, you know, could learn like, language you could like learn to play an instrument you know you could like you know, go out on a date with a really interesting person <laughs> but no you're gonna sit there and you're gonna cheat up all guys like come on does that even feel good like just bashing your way through like uh the, the door dash mode like see that that's a very what, interesting what and that just gets into like the psychology of humans like that that's the thing there are people to where yes that does make them feel good you know like uh um, there's all sorts of of people out there and you know like there there are people that like that like team that like um uh, uh triggers like that part of their brain that just makes them feel better than than anything else so yeah yeah it definitely it, there definitely is like a psychological need to do these things in some people which is unfortunate um they haven't since since the game was launched, we are, we still have the same mix of mini games. I think that they've tweaked like the uh, frequency or like order of some of them. But I noticed just from playing recently that new things have been added to old 
uh, courses. So, you know, that shows that, uh, you know, the developers are listening and, um, you know, making changes. I noticed on, oh, I don't know the name of it, but um, on, oh, Hit Parade, where there's that part where you go up and it's slime and there's the um, little uh, bumpers that go back and forth. You used to be able to go completely to one side and the bumpers would never actually hit. Um, I noticed that those are actually go all the way to to the side now. So they've changed that, uh, which, which is great. It means they're listening to like the ways that people are finding to break the game. I've noticed that there's like different hammers and like different swingy balls in different parts. Um, so like they're they're already listening to feedback and changing things, which is great. What well, what was the meme hammer that they introduced to the game? Uh, it was a it, it's a giant. Oh, I haven't heard about this. I, I saw a hammer this. where one didn't exist before, and I assume that that was like hard coded. Uh, that would be really cool if that was something that only appeared sometimes. I didn't know they were doing that. Will I'm gonna take two seconds to look this up real quick. <laughs> The big hammer I was looking for was called the Big Yeetus. The Fall Guys dev team refers to it as chaotic neutral, and it shows up randomly on courses. And what it uh, uh, its entire purpose is to just add chaos to the games. And I, it, this goes back to your point earlier about the physics yeah. RNG being the the magic in Fall Guys. I think that is tapping into that. That that is the exact kind of thing you need to do to Fall Guys to continue to make it like uh, make your experiences diverse. I never went to go the way. Hopefully it stays there forever. Yeah. So th this goes into something that like I think about all the time with Fall Guys because you see all these different battle royales. Uh, they've mostly like been pervasive. PUBG, Fortnite, Apex Legends, they're all games that are just like kind of persistent and they are getting like active changes to their games like where they're adding like new levels, characters, weapons, yeah. all that stuff like that to like uh, diversify your experiences. I think what Fall Guys has to its advantage is that it is a physics-based game that you can like add, add something like the big Yetus to that completely changes the experience. I, I think that Fall Guys, I, I don't have a problem with team uh, mini games being a thing in Fall Guys, but I really do think that the bread and butter of Fall Guys are the chaotic Black Friday modes. I, I think the things that the, the mini games that have momentum are the ones that have the most impact. The, like the games that I'm less enthusiastic about, I, I think what they need to lean into is that physics engine. Like I, the games where you are scrambling uh, and, and like I, I, and like we said before, like it's a four button game that has, that, that's like easy to learn, but very deep in terms of what you can do with those four mechanics. I, I think that you want, it to be an obstacle game you want it to be wipeout and i think that making it a, like a a single objective thing where it's like make it to the finish line is simple for simple enough for everyone to understand but yeah. you can do so much with between point a and point b and whenever you have something like you know like hoarders or even like fall ball which we do enjoy fall ball i think that even those are missing that simplicity to a certain point uh, with the big yetus it's appropriate for something like that to just show up out of nowhere and just like knock everyone you know off off the course that wouldn't be appropriate in a, a in a PUBG or an apex legends uh, and, and, you know fall guys can really use that 
to their advantage. Um, you know, it's like it's like the sillier they get, the more appropriate it is for the flavor of the game. That and like something like Big Yetus really like you, you pointed out that they're they're trying to attack the meta by changing the courses. Stuff like Big Yetus does that, where it's like, hey, the people who have like played a lot of Fall Guys and dedicated a lot of time to learning these courses, and they're starting to win because they're really good at it. Guess what? They just had a hammer show up in the middle of the course and knock them off. I'm going to flip the script and uh, and send it back to you. Um, so we, we're talking about things we would want to see changed in Fall Guys. Is there anything that is particularly on your mind that you would want to see in future iterations of this game? Like something changed or um, tweaked with? This is a really obvious thing, I feel like, but I and something that's easy for me to ask, but much harder for the devs to do because there's a lot of balancing that's required. But I, I think that for this game's long-term success, they need to add as many mini games as possible and refine and tweak as necessary. I think that where a, a lot of burnout occurred with Fall Guys because people were playing a lot of it, but were coming across the same mini games repeatedly. And I think just injecting more mini games into that pool will help with that. But whenever it's a game and it's good that they're, that they're diversifying the courses with stuff like Big Edis where it's like a random element that, you know, could or could not show up. I, I think that what you need to do in a game that's like as mini game focused as it is, is you have to keep that diversity coming to capture those like attention spans. Cause it, it's fine if you play the same mini game, like, you know, two to three times in an hour because they go by in minutes, they're really quick. But um, I've had it where I had the fir- the same mini game, yeah. uh, five matches straight as my first one, and, and I, I don't necessarily think that that's like game breaking, but I do think that you kind of lose people whenever they're playing the same things repeatedly. So for me, it wouldn't necessarily be so much a change; it would be additions. It would just be like uh, at, at some point, and I'm sure they're doing this already. They know people want more games, but I think they do need to put as much in there as they can people who only play from time to time uh you know will not know the difference and some of the craziness will be um uh, heightened because you won't really see the same game over and over again i could see an issue with this uh with uh more entrenched players who play a lot who will complain because they can't practice uh you know but maybe I, i honestly overall i think that's a good thing i'm probably in line with how the developers want their game to be designed I, I don't think I, I think that it would be unwise to make Fall Guys a competitive game. I, I don't think that they, I mean, and they can do whatever they want with their game, but I think what's making Fall Guys successful is like the streaming community and like, uh, the, the, like people being able to play with friends and it's the laughs, you know? And I, I find, I think competitive Fall Guys would right. make, if I were to play a match that would make me rip my hair out. Your wish uh, for Fall Guys in the future matches mine. Um, the the big change I would want is uh, what they're obviously going to be giving us in the future: more courses uh, and uh, you know more and, and more ways to express yourself in the game. So I want to see uh, more courses that are more um, you know uh, creative, do different things with the same um, type of physics and move set that we already have. Also, you know, like more costumes, more ways to express yourself. Um, you know, and uh, as of right now, uh, I think it's about a week. Fall Guys is coming out with their season two. Uh, I believe this is on um, October 8th. So if you're hearing this after that, there should be another update. And 
this they're actually theming this one in about the same way that like Fortnite has their seasons themed um, a little bit. This one is going to be medieval themed. Yeah, so there's going to be uh, you know castles and then like oh. a wizard and knight costumes. You, we can see a little bit of this in trailers so far, um, but we will be getting more courses, probably updates to previous courses, and then a whole slew of medieval themed cosmetics. I think that that's going to do a lot to um, uh, uh, shake things up within the game. And this is kind of different from what you were saying, um, you know, because I've played a lot of Fall Guys. I um, I'm at the point where a lot of the um, games I am, you know, am pretty good at. I can reasonably always, you know, um, clear them or be towards the top. You know, if Fall Guys did want to kind of cater a little bit to people who wanted to take it a bit more competitive, um, this is what I would do. Um, if you, like, win a certain amount of crowns or you do a certain, like, a level of, like, um, you perform at a certain level, there should be a thing that you can unlock that, like, serves as, like, a leaderboard for the game. You know, like uh, on some of the lower, on some of the like uh, earlier games, I can usually clear no problem. So now the new challenge is to like try to be first, uh, you know, try to be the first person past the finish line. Uh, and if there could be something that was only accessible uh, after you you performed a certain way and then you could unlock it and it wouldn't show for everyone else but you could see like hey this is your performance you know like you know like all these people were first and this is like how you're competing against them i would like a, a feature like that but i also know that that's catering to a very specific type of player and um I wouldn't want them to spend resources on this that could go towards more important things. That'd be pretty cool. Yeah, I, I think that's an interesting idea, and I don't think there's anything wrong with that necessarily. I do think being able to like being able to brag about winnings, I think is totally fine. I'm fine with things like that as long as they don't feel a need to segregate the player base. I think one of the the beautiful things about Fall Guys, like going back to that like that simplicity angle, is that it's just a big pink play button the bottom right of your screen i like that there's not multiple lobbies i don't I, the people that say that they think the answer to team games is creating team lobbies i don't want them to do that i think that like just hopping in and like you know playing the game that you're given is like a, a strength of the game you know i would hate for them to feel the need to dedicate resources to that but i would i would definitely i don't think there's anything wrong with giving someone a special skin and it was something that only you saw and only affected like your playing of the game while you interacted with everyone else is the way that that i would want to do it but other than that you know just just i mean people just want more fall guys more um more expression or you know more ways to express yourself more courses um that's all that they would need to do to keep me happy yeah i agree yeah, okay. So, Jordan, I got to ask, what is your favorite uh, uh, costume in the game? Uh, we, we, talk, we talked about this a little bit further, but but please go ahead. Okay, so I, I got to say the hot dog. Uh, I, I'm a big dinosaur guy, so for the longest time, that was my favorite. But the more I see the hot dog in the animations, hey. uh, in the hot dog suit, the more it cracks me up. What I have found as my favorite is lime green and then stark white, but the pattern is t-shirt. So it's a lime green bean wearing a white t-shirt. I, I love it. It makes me stick out so much. Uh, I It is my go-to. But uh, what is your, out of all of them, what is your favorite minigame? Uh, I love the slime climb. I know a lot of people hate it because it's hard, but I it's everything I love about Fall Guys. And it's also like, uh, I'm going to get a little, uh, a little simpy here. One of my favorite like game design 
techniques I like that ever hit me from a video game. And it kind of like blew my mind whenever I first realized it. But like in a, in the game Dark Souls, they designed they designed the entire game vertically as opposed to horizontally. You're constantly moving up or down in terms of like the world. The slime climb does something similar where it's a vertically moving obstacle course and you're running away from rising slime. And the sense of urgency you get from that I, is fantastic. I, and I love that you cannot make mistakes. If you fall off and into the slime, you're eliminated. The stakes are very high. It's a, I think it's actually a fantastic like semifinal to eliminate people. Um, there are lots of different spots in slime climb where you can show off your skill. And, and, and you know, people who are you know hardcore gamers uh, really like that. But also, you don't really need to have those skills to be able to do well um you can you know take you can go the long way on everything and as long as you you know control your your character well you can get through it so slime climb is a great way for those skilled players to show off uh so to speak um you know and i also like to do it too but it also does a great job of you know uh, uh ramping up the tension and also giving every everybody a um a fair way to to win yeah so slime climb is great um I, I mentioned i like fall ball um, it is the most frustrating out of all of them. Um, but, you know, out of all the team ones, I like that. That game single-handedly got me to get into Rocket, which was a whole nother topic. Um, uh, honorable mention for me is uh, Seesaw, um, I believe is the name. You know which one I'm talking about, because yes. even as somebody who's played a lot, Fantastic, yes. it's totally possible just to make a mistake and, you know, not, you know, get all the way through in Seesaw. So it gives it's. Um, given just the way it's laid out and the seesaw part of it, it's um, totally possible for someone who's played a lot to still not make it just because they made a mistake or things didn't go their way. So I like that one as well, a lot as well. Yeah, Ooh. so uh, Seesaw is actually what I like to refer to as the American Capitalist Simulator. The, the person at 1% has the easiest time across that course. You, you face little, you, you face the littlest to no, to no challenge, and you can just, you know, beeline it straight to the end. Everyone in the middle to the back, it it is chaos. It is it, it an absolute battle. And I, I, you know, as as negative as that may sound, I actually love it for that. Uh, it's it's just a completely different game depending on where you're at on the map. And like in the person in first place, if you stumble and fall, you're back in the middle of the pack, and it's a different game for you now. How many crowns do you got? How many times have you won? I haven't. That is my. I have made it to the finals numerous times. I think I'm good enough at this point to consistently make it to the finals. Um, I have made it. Uh, there was there's yeah. one where you have the two helicopter blades on like the circular uh, platforms where the platforms are falling and you're jumping up between the barriers. The closest I've ever come to getting a crown was being on the final two there. And I just mistimed one of my jumps. Yeah. And got I have only won one. Uh, the the one I won the last game was uh, it was the five person tail tag where the timer counts down whoever has the tail at the end you know wins and and the tail tag games I'm not super uh, a fan of. I know that there's like server issues to where like people can appear where they aren't really and you know the uh, mechanics of grabbing is a little loose um, but it, it was really just kind of a fluke i just grabbed it like with three seconds left and then was able to to get away so i've won only once but like you said i've gotten close a couple of times but that's that's pretty much it but yeah hey I, you know, look, i'm always looking for that next win i was gonna say so between the two disc dandies one crown are we bad at video yes games? yes we are we are fake gamer are boys fa- and, are we and the best gamer boys? thing for people who don't know what they're talking about to do is 
is to start a podcast and try to act like they know what they're talking about. And so we, you can use this uh, point to completely and invalidate all of the criticisms and critiquing that we've done this episode. Yeah, yeah, uh, but please, Fall Guys, you know, great game. I'm glad we got to, to sit down and uh, <laughs> talk about it. But are you ready for next week's exhortation? I hope I'm saying that right. Exhortation uh, exhort, to maybe. exhort. It certainly sounds very close to the extort, which sounds really scummy. Each week, uh, both of both of your disc dandies will take turns recommending something, exhorting the other uh, co-host to um, indulge in a piece of media. Um, you know, whether it be a video game or TV, movie, anime, anything like that, uh, and. As a vehicle for us to both share things that we like with each other, but also to, um, you know, challenge each other. You know, I am sure we'll both like uh, find things that we both know nothing about and we'll just like dive into and talk about what we liked about it. So um, basically think of it as, okay, so you have all these things that you love and you just have to share them with somebody. And you're like, hey, best friend, you know, hey, I love this thing. Will you please, you know, experience this thing and then we can geek out about it. And your friend's like, oh, yeah sure yeah whatever but you know they never do it um well this podcast is a way for us to rope each other into having a um uh, having a uh, responsibility <laughs> to indulge in these things uh so you know i got jordan roped in so he can't say no to my recommendations isn't this great we, we actually have to do it uh next week we are going to talk about a game that i've really been getting into this is a uh, free to game uh free to play game uh, on the epic game store it's called diabotical and uh have you heard of this jordan Okay, so um, to put it very simply, have you ever played like Quake 3, Quake Arena, or uh, Quake Live, um, Quake Champions, if you've ever played any of those games, this is basically a clone of that, but it's um, you know all updated, numbers are tweaked, um, it's very colorful, it's very bright, you know, pastel colors, and you play as these really cute circular bots. And that's why they call it diabotical. Um, and we'll get into this in the uh, you know in next week's podcast. Um, but I need you to dust off your fragging skills, and then we're and then and then we're we're going to talk about um, uh, our you know love of Quake. <laughs> Have you ever played a Quake game before? Absolutely, I played played Quake Two. I think it was way back in the day. It was on a friend's PC, so we we took turns playing online on like a. I, I, it was like maybe it was just after dial-up connection or something like that. If, Can't wait to uh, uh, get to fragging next uh, next episode. Okay, yes, I, I am down, and I'm excited for this. Um, you know, hey, thanks for listening to our first episode. You know, we're really excited to uh, get this going and, uh, you know, see where this can go. Um, you know, like I said at the beginning of the episode, uh, you know, I'm Will. Um, that's at Agro Rhetoric on Twitter or anywhere else. Uh, you know, Jordan. And I, yeah, of course, Jordan, I'm at Action Pancake on Twitter. Uh, you can you can follow the show on Twitter at Disc Dandies Pod. Thanks for joining us on our very first episode. Yeah, thank you. All right, see you all next time. looking for this to be like a you know upbeat positive like we want we want to find the good in whatever we're doing but i'll also rib you just a little bit yeah so that that's why i'm gonna lead our segments with uh talking about the presidential debate that happened the other night oh yeah yeah yeah
it's there are nothing but positive things to say about that. I'm feeling really good about the future of our country right now. Exactly, man. You want to talk about things that are positive? Yeah, there there was all <laughs> sorts of positivity happening on that debate stage. We had a big positive for our president. Oh yeah, it is. Uh, it is. <laughs> yeah. It is absolutely confirmed how positive it was. 